Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. The Lord loves you so much. He has the best plan for you. Today, I would like to share about some principle or keys or instruction from God that we can receive supernatural divine healing. And I'm going to share this message two times. All these years, 40 years of being a Christian and being a doctor, I have discovered biblical principles and experienced many, many healings, not only on myself, but on my patients and also people around me who have followed this ministry. This morning, I listened to about maybe 20 testimonies from Asia and a lot of healings there. People have lesion on the leg and they commanded the lesion to go away, boom, disappear. Something like that. A lot of miracles happen in Asia right now because people listen to our teaching on the YouTube and use the biblical principle. Sickness and disease is not the will of God, but it's on the earth because we are living in the sinful world. Because we are living in a sinful world, we face some bad things. The sickness can come from curses, which mean that our ancestors sinned against God. And the enemy came in and attacked them. And the same enemy, the family spirit, maybe a family spirit of arthritis or heart disease or dementia, whatever, followed down to the third and fourth generation. Sickness can come from many Reasons. Oh, sickness can come from our own ignorance or our own sin. You know, there are two kinds of sin. The sin of doing wrong thing and the sin of rejecting to do the right thing. When I was walking in Europe this time, I saw a lot of people sitting there with cigarettes like this. And when I look at them, I pray, God, please bring, bring revival to Europe. Wow, people here really need God. As a doctor, when I saw people smoking, I was thinking about 27 diseases that can be caused by nicotine, heart attack, stroke, liver problem. A lot of problems happen from smoking and drinking too much alcohol. Or people can drink too much alcohol and get into a car accident and break the neck or have broken bone. So sickness can come from People own mistakes, ignorance, and sin. Oh, it comes from the attack of the devil. The devil can attack. For example, Job, the devil attacked Job, and he lost his family, lost money, and lost his health. So sickness can happen. I grew up with also sickness as well. I grew up with hay fever, a lot of allergy, or also eczema. I grew up with bowel problem. But thank God all of this are gone. God healed me without the doctor. So God can heal us. And thank God for the medical doctors because God used them as well. We are not against medical doctor because I'm a doctor too. If you're against doctor, you're against me. So we thank God for the doctors because God also gives them wisdom how to help people. God still use science to help people. But in this teaching... We're going to learn about how to receive God's healing supernaturally. And all this 
are recorded in the Bible. I notice that sometimes in today's life, when we want to fix something, we go to Google and type in what to do with this, and the Google show up what to do. We have something better than Google here, the Bible. The Bible gives us the direction what to do. Sometimes people say this way: "You know, I have faith. I have confessed the word of God from my mouth, but why there is no sign of healing here? I keep confessing, I keep believing, but I don't experience the supernatural healing. Why? Because every human being has a job to do too." Has a responsibility to respond to God. That's why the Bible shows us many ways you need to prepare yourself for divine healing. And I gather all together twelve principles. So I hope I can share six today quickly. And this is more like teaching. What are the principles in the Bible that we can receive supernatural healing? How many people in this room never experience sickness? Raise your hand up. Okay, how many people in this room want to live a long life and die at a good old age? Wow! How many people want to die of cancer at young age? Okay. How many people want to be involved in some kind of infection? No, is that right? In fact, as a medical doctor, I've seen so many sick people, both young and old. Young people can be sick too. Old people can be sick, and the sickness can kill people. I tell you the truth. I hate sickness. Sickness is an enemy to my soul, and I'm gonna do everything to fight with sickness, both scientifically and spiritually. I'm a fighter. I shared with a young adult group yesterday morning that when I was a young boy, I wanted to be a soldier. I want to be in the military, so I want to fight. But at that time, I was thinking about fighting with another country. But now I know I'm fighting against the devil and fighting against sickness, curses, and disease. And my goal is that our church members will be healthy, strong, live a long life, and die at a good old age. We're going to be together for a long time. I pray that you will see me one day old, but still strong, because we believe. In long life, God said that man can live to 120 years after the flood. So I expect to live 120 years, and I expect you to live 120 years as well. I like what John say in Third John chapter two. He said that he prayed, dear friend, I pray that you enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is going along very well. You can see that it's the will of God for people to be healthy, to have good health, and that's one of the reason Jesus went to the cross. On the cross and at the whipping post, when the Roman soldier whipped him, there were wounds on his back. On the cross, he was nailed, and there was wound on his body. Also, the head has a lot of cut here because he was tortured. And the Bible says that by his wound. We were healed. Jesus took our sickness on His body. I remember many years ago at my house there was a snow day. We could not have a church on Sunday, so some 
international student came to my house, and one Japanese student was sitting in my living room. We were singing worship song and praying together because we could not have a church. And this Japanese student told me that I have chronic back pain. I pray on this student. I make an imagination of the sickness went to the body of Jesus on the cross on that morning, and right after I finished praying, he was healed completely. Because by the stripe of Jesus Christ, he was healed. Therefore, as Christians, we can expect supernatural healing. Now we're going to look at biblical principle. Different sick people may need different ways of getting healing. It depends on the causes of the sicknesses. The first thing we need to do, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Basic. You cannot be a Christian without this one. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, and not willing that any should perish. Perish can be financial problem, can be sickness. I've seen so many patients in my life who got sick with back problem, neck problem, or brain injury, and they get into divorce because the husband walked away from a sick wife and then got into financial trouble because she or he could not work for months and months and get into big debt, should not perish, but that all, what is the opposite, what is the key to get out from perishing, should come to repentance. One of the ways to get out of sickness is to repent of our sin. This is the reason why we need to read the Bible so that we can know what is right and what is wrong. And when we know what we are doing wrong, we should repent right away. We should examine our life on a regular basis. We should listen to the good teaching, be in the presence of God, and the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what is going on wrong in our life. When I was Growing up as a Christian, from being a baby Christian, so many times, God spoke to me, son, you are wrong. You are sinning against me. And they say, oh, I don't know, because I did not know the Bible enough. But the Holy Spirit convicts me and shows me what is wrong, and I repented right away. We need to repent easily. Whenever you know you're wrong in your attitudes, in your lifestyle, in your words, in your actions, you should repent because sin will lead to destruction. When you sow in sin, you're going to reap destruction and death. And God is just, even though He forgives you of your sin, even though you have the ticket to go to heaven because you believe in Jesus who paid the price for you, and He forgave you already, but if you keep sinning, eventually you're going to face destruction. You're going to get into trouble, even though you are saved spiritually, but your body may get into trouble. This is a reason why the message of repentance is so important. I'm so sad today. So many, many preachers in the world say that repentance is not needed anymore. That is wrong. That is a false teaching. Repentance is a foundation of being a truly born-again Christian. If you don't repent, you are not born again, and you will not be in heaven after you leave this world. Repentance is so important. And not only important for you to go to heaven, but it's important for you to live a healthy life. Repent quickly. Whatever God speaks to you, don't give excuses. Oh, God has grace for me. Don't quote grace for sin. 
No, grace is given to you to overcome sin, not to sin. Grace is a power from God. God gives you power and grace so that you can say no to sin. But some preachers say, "Oh, God gives you grace so you can sin." That is a false teaching. Don't believe in those teachings. Amen. We need to get away from sin. I listen to the testimony and I can identify it. when I travel out of town and taking some teaching video on the nice spot. I did some in Europe this time, and sometimes the wind is so strong. I need to wear a hat. The hat in Europe this time is white color, so I wear the hat because of the wind. When I put it out, oh, there were two black spots on the hat. I try to use alcohol and try to wash it out, and because I don't want any black spot on my white hat. I listened to another lady. She is an archer, and she has a cloth to put on people. And she saw two black spots on that white cloth, and she tried to get it out, whatever she can, alcohol, whatever, and it did not come out. And during she was doing that, God said to her, and said to me now too. You see, even two little black spots on that white sheet of cloth, you want to get rid of them. How much more I want you to get rid of impurity and sin in your life, because it. Is destructive. It's really caused you the problem. Please repent as soon as possible. So I learned that it's so important to repent. Actually, in the book of James, chapter five, verses fourteen to fifteen, there is a connection between healing and repentance. Here, listen carefully. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. So instead of dying, he was healed and survived. And if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. So you can see the connection between sickness and sin. When you keep sinning, sickness may attack you. That's why I tell you the truth. I'm really sensitive about this issue to myself. I'm not sensitive to touch you. I don't want to condemn anybody about your sin. It's not my job to judge anybody. But I'm sensitive about myself, how I spend money, what my attitudes are, the reason I do this and that. Do I have a pure motive? Do I walk in love, or I have some hidden agenda, a wrong heart attitude inside me? I'm very sensitive. I don't want to sin against God at all because I want to live a long life, good health, with blessing and prosperity, and I want to pass the blessing. To the thousand generations after me. So the first thing, repentance. Everyone say repentance. Amen. What does it mean? Repentance. It means I agree with God that I'm doing wrong thing, or I refuse to do the right thing, and I say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, and I turn around 180 degree and ask God to forgive me. So repentance come with action as well. You turn around 180 degree and stop doing. The wrong things. Number two, the second key to receive healing. Number one, repentance. Number two, forgive others. Many people are sick because they have grudges and bitterness against people. Let me read the scripture from Matthew chapter 18, 21 to 35. This is a big subject, big issue. I heard so many testimony in our YouTube, but they are in. Asian language there that when people forgive suddenly the financial situation turn around when they forgive suddenly they got healed God 
perform miracle after they forgive. Matthew 18:21 to 35. Then Peter came to him and said, "Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times?" Jesus said to him, "I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven, 490 times. That's a lot. Therefore." The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents, a lot of money. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. I like that word. This is how God deals with us. He is a God who is moved by compassion. When you humble yourself and you repent and you say sorry, he will forgive you and he will not punish you. Release him. And forgave him the debt. Not only release, but let go. Tear the IOU. Forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, much less amount of money. And he laid hand on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me back what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you. All the debt, because you begged me. God forgave us all the debt. Jesus paid the debt for us on the cross. He was crucified. He shed his blood to pay for our, the wages of our sin. God is the master. He paid for us. I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant? But just I had pity on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to, listen carefully, to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. What are the torturers? The torturers could be demons, could be sickness, disease, accident, problems in life, torture. When you're sick, you feel tortured. Is that right? This is the reason why we should always forgive people who offend us. Forgive our parents if they don't do good to us enough. Some of you may grow up without parents. You were adopted and you may be mad at your Parents who dumped you away. Forgive them. Let them go. Forgive those who cheat you. Forgive those who do wrong to you. 
Because if you hold grudges and unforgiveness, you will open the door for torturers to come in. I shared this story many times. When I first moved to America many years ago, I met a couple who gave counseling to people and kind of help people to get out from curses. And they shared with me about a woman that they ministered to. This woman suddenly got attacked by final stage cancer. She went to many, many revival services and get very famous evangelists to pray for her to be healed from cancer. But nothing happened until one day this lady met this couple. And the couple asked her by the leading of the Holy Spirit, are you mad at anybody right now? And that lady said, yes, I'm mad at my ex-husband who dumped me and I'm mad at God because I blame God that my husband dumped me and had another woman. So the couple say, could you please forgive God and forgive your ex-husband because that may bring healing to you. And the lady say, yes, I'll forgive God now today and I forgive my ex-husband. Right after that, she got healed. The torturers went away. Sometimes the causes of sickness is grudges, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like cancer in your life. It's like poison. It's really destroying your life. So you need to let go. You let people go, people who hurt your feelings. Don't hold grudges against anybody. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 14 to 15, talking about the grace of God will be quenched when you hold bitterness in your heart. Strive to live in peace with everybody. Don't hold grudges against anybody. Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one ever see the Lord. Exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back from and fails to secure God's grace, His unmerited favor and spiritual blessing. We watch each other, we help each other, that we will not fall away from the grace of God. In order that no root of resentment, bitterness, or hatred shoots forth and cause trouble and bitter torment. And the many become contaminated and defied by it. The Bible says clearly that bitterness can go deep in your heart. It's like a poison, like a cancer. Take root in your heart and it will really quench the grace of God in your life. You get healed not because you deserve it. You get healed because of the grace of God. Everything that God has done for you comes by grace, not because you deserve it. How can you receive the grace from God? Which means he forgives you, he will do the good thing to you even though you don't deserve it. You need to forgive other people. If you want to take revenge, get mad. When the person whom you are mad at walk by, you just like this and I don't want to see your face. You are still holding bitterness. You are not forgiving people. You should be nice to people who hurt you. You should say hi to people who may be mean to you. Forgive them. You know, when you don't forgive people, who get hurt? You. <laughs> Do you love yourself? Yeah. Do you want to be healthy? Yeah. Do you want torturers to come in? No. Hopefully not. 
What you need to do? Let go. Forgive them. The Bible says that we receive the grace of God by faith. We receive prosperity by faith. We receive the resolution of the debt by faith. We receive healing by faith. We receive salvation by faith. But faith will not work without love. Look at Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. And we to whom Christ has given eternal life don't need to worry about whether we have been circumcised or not or whether we are obeying the Jewish ceremonies or not. For all we need is faith. The Apostle Paul say it's not about following ritual ceremony or the Jewish belief, but we receive salvation and goodness and the grace of God by faith. Working through love. Wow, a lot of people miss this part. They say, I have faith. I say, I command this mountain to go by faith. Oh, the sickness have to go by faith. But the Bible say, faith will not work if you have no love. If you notice one thing, when Jesus was walking on earth, he was so powerful. He was so powerful. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He can stop the storm. I believe that there are three main reasons that he was so powerful and that I want all three myself. Number one, he was so full of the Holy Spirit. He was so anointed. Number two, he was so full of faith. He's a man of great faith. But three also, if you read the full gospel carefully, you will see that the Bible always says this way. He had compassion on them. When Jesus looked at this sick person, he had compassion. With compassion, faith, and anointing, people get healed. In order to see miracles, you need to have faith, you need to have love, or compassion, and forgiveness, and you need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Everyone say forgiveness. forgiveness. Everyone say repentance. repentance. I hope you practice what you learned today. Maybe you have some chronic sickness right now that the doctors say oh, you're going to have to live with it. But God showed you that you are mad at somebody for years and years. Maybe some ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. Somebody cheated you many years ago. Let them go. Forgive them. And maybe suddenly next morning you woke up, the sickness is gone because you forgive people. Number three, Mark chapter 16. I have six of them today. Mark 16, 17 to 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. The first thing, repentance. Second thing, forgiveness. Third thing, laying on of hands. I just went to England and Switzerland and so many people show up in a meeting in England and some of them were sick. And I lay hand on them by faith. And I command the sickness to go. Right after that, they came to me and say, Pastor Lau, it's gone. I got healed now. So many people got healed. I listened to many testimonies from Thailand, 
because I'm going to Thailand the end of this year. I'm really nervous right now because they told me maybe 3,000 people will show up, which means I have to lay hand about four hours because my attitude is I'm g o i n g to lay hand on everybody, even though it takes three hours, four hours. I don't want to lay hand only on the rich people. I don't, I'm not that type of preacher who say if you give 10,000, come out here and lay hand on you. The rest, bye bye, go home. I'm not that type. I lay hand on everybody, and so many testimony say that after they got lay hand on, they got healed, they got delivered. Miracle happened to them by just one touch of the laying on of hands. So you can lay hand on the sick and have faith that they got healed. You can lay hand on your children, lay hand on your spouse. And when somebody lay hand on you, you receive by faith that you will be healed. I never forget this experience. The church may be about three or four years old. One man from Taiwan show up in the church because his wife got saved in our church, and he was sitting there. His name is Chiren. I went to follow him up because he was a brand new believer at his home in North Seattle. I never forgot that day, Chiren. I was a pastor. He was a brand new believer. I went there. And while I was teaching the Bible, I start to sneeze. I start to have running nose, and tear come from my eyes because I have we call hay fever, allergy to all the pollens. And he look at me and he feel bad for me because I keep coughing and running nose. This is not viral infection; it's allergy. And you know what happened? Children, brand new believer, lay hand on me. <laughs> Pastor, can I pray for you? I don't know. He pray in English or in Mandarin. I don't remember because he's so new in America. He may not be able to speak English well at that time. He lay hand on his pastor, and right after he put his hand on me, pulled out, I was healed. And since that day, since that day, I have no more hay fever. It was gone completely. By the new believer who laid on me. Wow! The Bible never lies. If your wife is sick, you can say, "Honey, can I hug you?" But while you're hugging, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Amen. Sometimes, if your kids are sick, just lay hand on your kids. And sometimes you're sick, your kids can lay hand on you, and you can get healed. The laying on of hand in this subject, in this area, you don't need to be limited. Any believer can lay hand on any sick person. New believer, young kids can lay hand on an adult for healing. So please exercise this gift from God. You can lay hand on the sick, and they can be healed. Matthew chapter eight verses two to three say, "And behold, a leper came up to him, and." Prostrating himself, worshipped him, saying, "Lord, if you are willing, you are able to cleanse me by curing me." And he, Jesus, reached out his hand and touched him, saying, "I am willing; be cleansed by being cured." And instantly, his leprosy was cured and cleansed. If you study about the life of Jesus carefully. You notice that he has a we call touching ministry. He touched people's eyes, touched people's body. He has different ways of healing people. But the most common way that he heal people is by laying on of hands. Actually, laying on of hand is in 
the Bible is a very foundational teaching. It's A B Z. Grade one, grade two, grade three. It's not X Y Z. Hebrew chapter six. Let me read to you. You may wonder why New Hope International Church love to lay hand. Why pastor Lau love to lay hand on people? If I don't lay hand on you, I'm stealing the best thing from you. If I don't lay hand on you, I do not obey God. The Bible says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary, grade one, grade two, teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance. Now, foundation, okay? A, B, C. Grade one, grade two, grade three. Foundation of repentance from acts that leads to death. That's why you need to repent. Sickness can kill you. You need to repent. You can get out from death. And of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands is foundation, basic. There are different ways of laying on of hands. Number one, lay hand to heal the sick. That one any believer can do. Two, lay hand to bless people. And you can do that to anybody. Can I bless you? You lay hand and bless that person. Three, lay hand to appoint leaders in the church. That will be done only by pastor and leaders in the church. Three, lay hand to impart the Holy Spirit and the fire of God into people. That can be done only by leadership or by people who have the anointing. You don't lay hand on each other to impart fire and the Holy Spirit on each other because that is dangerous. Five, lay hand to send people out for the mission. So there are many kinds of laying on of hand. But here I'm talking about lay hand to heal the sick. You can do it. So many times I can see people get healed by laying on of hand. Pastor Da, she was a simple woman. She is not a preacher like me and like to lay hand on people. One time she went out to California. A man walked into her. This is like even dinner time, not in the service. A man walked into her and he has some sickness on his feet, kind of club feet or something. I don't remember the detail. He is uh, Spanish speaking. He's from Mexico. Pastor Da lay hand on him, healed. You can lay hand on the sick and they got healed. When you know your friend is sick, can I pray for you? Can I lay hand on you? You ask for permission though. If you want to pray for a woman, if you're a man, you have to be careful. Don't just lay hand. You need to ask for permission first and not just put your hand on a woman. She may be offended. So you need to communicate. But when you lay hand, you pray and command the sickness to go away by faith. Amen? Number one, repentance. Number two, forgiveness. Number three, Laying on of hands. Number four, using an anointed piece of cloth. Acts chapter 19, 11 to 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands, again, the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchief or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirit went out of them. In every revival service that I went out of town, either Thailand, Europe, or other cities, one thing that happened in every meeting is that people will come up to me with a big box of handkerchiefs. 
we don't do it here because you get used to me. I'm here all the time, so you don't care that much about that. But because over there, people don't meet me all the time, so they will bring big box of handkerchief and they lay hand and ask the Holy Spirit to anoint. And I say, whoever touch this handkerchief, they will be healed, and demon have to go out of them. In Jesus' name, I pray by faith, because they know that. The leaders cannot be everywhere on earth. So one of the way to impart the anointing to heal is by using a piece of cloth. There are many ways. One day I'm going to teach a sermon series called "How to Increase the Anointing." I wrote that lesson 10 years ago. I haven't taught in this church yet. How to increase the anointing? How to transfer the anointing? Do you like to listen to that? Yes. Okay, I will bring it to church. How to increase? How to transfer the anointing? And one of the ways to transfer the anointing is by using a piece of cloth, or you touch people. <laughs> I remember one time I was in a revival meeting, and a man in front of me, he's an American man, he was such a great preacher, a lot of Bible knowledge, and good teacher. I was sitting behind him. This is true. I used my finger to touch his shirt. <laughs> I sucked the anointing from him. Mm. Mm, anointing come on me <laughs> because I know that anointing can pass through the cloth or the apron or handkerchief. There is a story in this house that I share many times. Many years ago, in the revival service, one of our members, his name is Mark. He came to me with a piece of handkerchief because he cannot fly in a few days to Taiwan. His dad and mom. Came from Philippines but live in Taiwan. He said that his dad has a final stage cancer, gonna die in six months. He said, "Could you please lay hand on this handkerchief for my dad?" I lay hand on it. He went back. He sat down with his dad, who was very sick, and he said, "My pastor lay hand on this handkerchief. I think the dad is Catholic. Do you believe that God can heal you?" He asked his dad. His dad said, "Yes. Why don't you take the handkerchief and believe God heal you?" He took it. After that. The cancer was gone, yes. and it was proven because Mark got married a year later, and the dad never forgot. He was sitting here on the chair playing guitar because he's a musician, playing guitar and sing special song for the wedding ceremony. And that dad was diagnosed and was told by the doctor he would die, and he's still alive today. One repentance, two forgiving other people, three laying on of hands, four using a piece of cloth or handkerchief, five Luke chapter thirteen verses eleven to thirteen. Are you learning something? Again, every different people need different ways. Some of you may need handkerchief. Some of you may need laying on of hands. Some of you may need this one, and this one happened a lot actually. Happen a lot in our ministry here. Luke chapter 13, 11 to 13, and there was a woman there who, for 18 years, had had an infirmity caused by a spirit, a demon of sickness. She was bent completely forward and utterly unable to strengthen herself up or to look upward. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, "Woman." You are released from your infirmity. 
Then he laid his hand, also lay hand too, <laughs> on her, and instantly she was made straight, and she recognized and thanked and praised God. Another way to get healing is casting out demons. I know in America the churches don't believe that there are demons, or they don't believe that Christians have demons. I'm sorry to say this; that theology cannot convince me anymore. After 40 years of serving God, I lay hand on thousands of people around the world, and many of them got healed from sickness because I cast demon out of them. I could not even remember all the story. So many people, either physical sickness, mental sickness. I remember one time I saw a lady who has mental sickness. She was so depressed. She could not work. She was gonna jump out of the building. She wanted to kill herself. She was only maybe 26 years old. She came to me in a meeting. I prayed for her. Lay hand. Demon started to come out. And after that, she got totally healed from that sickness, from the depression. I listened to a testimony last night and this morning. One person said that he could not sleep. He really had trouble with emotion and could not sleep and a lot of sickness. And he came to one of our revival services in Thailand and they cast demon out of him. After that, totally gone. Because demons can cause sickness. I believe cancer is caused by demons. So many sickness come from demons. We need to cast them out. That's why our church lay hand and move in the fire because the fire of God will kick demons out of people. We need to open to the Holy Spirit to touch us and kick demons out of us. Amen? Amen? The church should believe in casting out demons. Number six. Okay. Repentance, forgiving. What else? Laying out of hands. Handkerchief. Cast out demons. Number six. Build strong faith by feeding your spirit with the word of God and anointed teachings. Many times you get healed by faith. No lay hand, nothing. I use this a lot. When I start to get sick, I raise my faith up and I say, this has to go in Jesus' name. That's it, and I have to go. Actually, this time when I went to Europe, so many people wear masks. And they're so concerned about COVID-19. Some people even use some kind of puff to prevent virus to go in. But I I cannot avoid it because I have to preach. And I command by faith in Jesus' name, COVID-19 cannot touch me. I'm glad I came back home safely without sickness. COVID-19 cannot touch me. Proverbs chapter 4, 22-22. Listen carefully. Why your pastor works so hard? to produce so many teachings in the YouTube and in MP3. I work so hard writing sermon. I have about maybe 1,000 sermons in my computer right now, ready to preach, but I have no time to preach. I write sermon every day, every day, one or two sermons every day. Why? Because I see the importance of the Word of God. The Word of God will help you to have faith, to understand the way of God. You have victory because you know the Word of God and you practice the Word of God. Please don't take this for granted. I notice that people outside the church listen to our teaching more than our own members. That's my notice. They listen day and night. Some of them listen five sermons a day. But our member, what, what, what sermon are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. Because 
you are too close to me and you take it for granted what your pastor is trying to do for you to feed you with the word of God why so important proverb 4:20-22 my son my daughter attend to my words consent and submit to my saying let them not depart from your sight keep them in the center of your heart for they are life to those who find them how many people want life you don't want death you want life what give life to you the word of god healing and health to all their flesh sometime you just Sit down, listen to the word of God in the car or in your bedroom. Suddenly, you got healed. I'm serious. This happened to a lot of people around the world. One lady, she is from Laos. Laosian lady who lived in France. One day, she called me from France. I mean, I don't know how she get my home phone number, but she called me. She told me I was cooking and I was listening to you teaching online. Suddenly. Demon come out of me, and all the sickness is gone. You were not even there because the word of God come. Her husband walked down the stair. What happened to my wife here? Why demon come out of her? And her husband got saved, and now the whole family go to church. Amen. One young lady in Virginia, she suddenly got mental illness to the point that the school kicked her out of the school. She was so so sick mentally. She saw. Some hallucination. The parents were Buddhists. They went to monk. They went to doctors. No one can help them. Eventually, they approach our pastor in Virginia and say, "What can we do? Now we need God because Buddhist temple cannot help us. The doctor cannot help us, and we recommend you turn on the worship song, alternate with Pastor Lau teaching all day long in the house." So they did. They gave their life to Jesus. They turn on the Teaching on YouTube all day, alternate with worship. Within one week, that 17 years old young girl got healed, and she eventually get all grade A plus every class. You see the word of God. The Bible say in Psalm 107 verse 20, He sends forth His word and heals them. And rescues them from the pits and destruction. How God saved us! How God healed us! He sent His word to us. What we need to do? Read, listen, hearing, get into our spirit. I believe if you are in the Word of God every single day, you're going to look younger than age. You're going to be healthy and strong because the Word of God gives you life, gives you health. You're going to look younger than age. You're going to be strong at 80 years old. Please take this benefit. Nowadays, it's free. You don't have even to pay money. In my generation, when I first became a new believer, I had to buy tape. Each tape about two dollars at that time. The next generation buy CD. Each box about thirty-five dollars. When I was a new believer, now all in internet for free. No excuses anymore. That you cannot get the word of God, Amen. Yeah. Romans chapter ten verse seventeen. So faith comes by hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah Himself. What it means is that you listen, 
you keep hearing the word of the anointed preacher, the anointed sermon, the word that has faith in the word, not false teaching, not wrong teaching. You need to be careful nowadays with the internet, with the media. You may have heard a lot of bad teachings out there. You have to be picky, choosing the right teaching. Amen? This is why we put the reels, the 60-second teaching in the Instagram, shorts of YouTube, Facebook. After we put this in, our Facebook go up to 15,000 subscribers now. Because every day we put the Word of God in there, people can hear, 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 get healed, get the Word of God in. We want to get the Word of God in so people can get healed and get miracle from God. Amen? Mark chapter 11, 23 to 24. Again, faith, you need to exercise faith, and faith comes from hearing the Word of God. For surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Whenever you say to sickness, go, get out of here does not doubt in his heart and believe that those things he say will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Everyone say believe. believe. Everyone say faith. faith. That you receive them and you will have them. Talking about commanding mountains of sickness to go away. Just this morning, I, woke, I had jet lag. I woke up at 5 a.m could not sleep last night. I woke up and edited the testimony from Thailand because they want me to publish on the YouTube. One lady, she has a lesion on her foot and she walked like this, limping every day for months and months. And one day, one of our church members there told her about our teaching that you can command the sickness to go away. She did. This is a simple Christian, not even pastor. She commanded that mass to go away from her foot. Within three days, It's all gone. Completely gone. No medical doctor involved. By commanding in faith. Everyone say faith. Faith. Matthew 15. I want to show you how faith is so important. Okay. I got to go quickly. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, Jesus, pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. You see, tormentor are demons. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her baking. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. Jesus wanted to test her faith, her commitment. Basically, Jesus offended her to see what can happen. Jesus responded, but she came and worshipped him, pleading him again, Lord, help me. She did not go away. She stayed. Jesus responded, it is not right to take food from the children, mean from the Jews, and throw it to the dogs, which means the Gentiles. He called her dogs. Sometimes God may test your faith to see if he offend you, you're going to stay or not. She replied, that is true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master table. Dear woman, now look at Jesus' response. Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. How this daughter get healed? Faith of the mom. Parents in this room, your kids may not be able to 
exercise their own faith because they're too young. But daddy and mommy, you can exercise your faith for your children. When Tanida was young, she developed a mass on her body. And when I look at it as a surgeon, oh, this is look like a tumor. She may need to see a pediatric surgeon. But before I left the home to clinic, I lay hand on her and pray by faith. When I came back, that big mass is gone. You can exercise faith for your children. Matthew 9, 22-22. Just then a woman who has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe. She draw the anointing from him, like me. I touched the church of that man. Touch. For she thought, if I can just touch his robe, the anointing flow through the cloth, the robe. I will be healed. She confessed it. She has faith. She confessed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your beauty, your education, your mascara, your expensive hairstyle, your expensive clothes, your diploma from the school. No, your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Wow. Is faith important? Yes. It's important to listen to the word of God? Yes. I remember the Bible talked about an ant that gathered food during the summertime. So that during the winter time, the ants will have food during the winter time. Actually, I miss summer already. I really miss summer right now. <laughs> now we're getting into the fall and winter. You know what it means? It means this. Bethany, you are 18 years old now. But one day you're going to turn 80. Now you are in the summertime. Please accumulate the spiritual food. Please listen to the word of God every day. Because one day when you turn 80 years old, some sickness may try to attack you. By that time, ho ho, Bethany. Very strong in faith. When the sickness comes, go. Boom. So you will live to 120 years old and you die at the good old age on your couch. You don't need to go to the hospital with cancer, with heart attack. Because you're in summertime. Why are you still healthy? Why are you still young? Accumulate the food. Keep listening. Don't be lazy. Amen? Amen. Actually, the reason I wrote the sermon every day because I'm studying the Bible myself. I try to accumulate the Word of God inside me. So instead of just listening, I type it in. Okay, what I learned. I keep it to preach in the future. Last one, Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus, if I say it wrong, forgive me, heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You have to approach Jesus, okay, in order to get healed. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. Sometimes you have to keep knocking the door. Jesus, Jesus, come, please help me. Don't shout one time. Keep begging God, keep asking God. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said, come on, he's calling you. 
Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go for your handsomeness, your expensive watch, your ability to do the computer. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. So many times in the Bible, actually, if I am not mistaken, around 11 to 12 times, Jesus said this in the four gospel. Your faith has made you well. 12 times. Your own faith, not Jesus' faith. To rebuild faith. Repentance, forgiving, laying on of hands. Anointed cross, casting out demons. Faith come from the word of God. Build your faith. Next time you're going to learn six more things. How God healed people. This time only six, six things that we learn from the Bible. Amen. You may say in your heart right now, Pastor Lau. I'm just 30 years old. Why are you talking about this? I want money. Talk about money, please. This message is for 70 years old people. Hey, I have treated patients at 30 years old with brain cancer. I have seen many 30 years old, 25 years old with back surgery, with disruption, with polarized foot. Don't think that because you're young, you can avoid sickness. The only way that you can avoid is to build your faith, walk righteously, repent, don't sin against God, seek the kingdom of God first, don't play around, because if you keep sinning, you keep doing bad things, you open the door for the devil to attack you. And even young people can be attacked by the devil. One of our members told me that his co-worker, they are Christian family, but they stopped going to church now. And the two siblings, young siblings, suddenly got blinded. And both of them become blind out of different sickness. And the dad has Alzheimer's. Wow. It's a curse. That's why please take serious about following God. He is your protector. Serve God. Walk with God. Repent of your sin. Do the right thing. Don't play game around. You know, I don't want to play around because out there, the devil wants to kill you, steal you, and want to destroy you. You need to be in God's presence, God's protection. If you play around, you open yourself to be attacked by the devil and it's not fun to be attacked by the devil. Take serious about following God. Amen? Amen. You may not see it yet because you're still young. I'm just 18. What are you talking about? Hey, he can attack 18 years old girl too with some problem. So please stay in the hand of God. Love God. Repent. Build yourself up in the word of God. Amen? Amen? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm serious because I'm a doctor. I, I see a lot of sicknesses. It's so sad. Not fun at all to go to hospital to see doctor, to be cut on, to have brain open up. Not fun. We need God desperately for our protection. Yes. Amen? Amen? You learned something today? Yes. Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, 
I want to encourage you to really give your life to Jesus. My brothers and sisters, when you look at your own body, you can tell that your body did not happen by accident. It's so clear. It's so well designed. When I open somebody's skull and look at the brain, whoo, this is very complicated. Much more complicated than the airplane or Boeing or Airbus. Somebody told me that the airplane they decide that if the engine stop working, the design the airplane will not go this way, will go down this way. They have to find the place to go down, but the airplane will not go this way down. The design, and wow, this engineer is so smart. They designed the airplane in a way that if the engine stop, it will go down this way, little by little, and the pilot have to find a place to go down. Our body is much more complicated than that airplane. You can have babies. You can eat. You can talk. You can memorize things. You were created by God. You did not come from monkey. There is no one evidence of monkey turning to man for the past thousand of years. That is a lie. Evolution is a lie. We were created by God. Please give your life to your Creator. And he showed himself that he's a creator. He's God by coming into the world. Performed miracles after miracles. And after he died on the cross, he was raised from the dead on the third day to show that he's not a normal human being. No man in the world can be raised from the dead after three days. You know, after three days, your body starts to decay. You, know, you can pump somebody up in five minutes before the brain death happened. Five or ten minutes. Pump, 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 pump. Try to breathe the oxygen in. But after three days of no function of the brain and heart, you will never come back again. But Jesus came back to life three days later. He proved himself. He is the Almighty God. Please believe in God. Don't listen to those junk in the internet to look down on Christianity and talk against Jesus. Those people don't know anything. And there are so many evidences the Bible is the Word of God. They found chariot in the Red Sea, where the Egyptian soldier went to the Red Sea. They found the Noah boat on the top of the mountain, the same name as the Bible, the Mount Ararat in Turkey. They found the boat up there on the top of the mountain. It's mentioned in the Bible. There's so many evidences, thousands of evidences that God is the living God. He is real. I was growing up as a Buddhist. I looked down on Christianity, but after I studied all these evidences, I said, okay, I surrender to the evidences. I cannot argue anymore. Thousands of evidences that Christianity is real. This is not a joke. This is real. And experiences of God's miracle and healing and power is so real. Why don't we pray together? Father in heaven, you created me. You are my healer. You are my savior. You sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are the living God. Come into my life, Lord. You are my king. You sit on the throne of my life. And forgive me. I repent of my sin, Lord. Lord, keep me. Provide for me. Protect me. Heal me. Bless me. Lead me, Lord. I will serve you. 
I will do my part, Lord, to follow you. And you're the faithful God. You will do your part. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song together. Nothing is impossible with our God. Let's sing. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. Nothing is impossible. The Creator of all things, You form, You form the world out of nothing. You form, You formed it by Your hand. Nothing is impossible. To you. Let's sing one more time. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to you. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. We believe you can perform miracles. You can, Lord, protect your people. You can, Lord, guide them, heal them, set them free from addiction, from bad habits. You can, Lord, give them grace and favor in everything they are doing, Lord. Lord, help my brother and sister to love you. To have the singleness of heart to follow you all the days of their life, Lord. They are willing to carry the cross, deny themselves, and follow you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray you healed every sick person in this room, whether small sickness or big sickness, Lord. You heal them, touch them, 
take away the curses in their life by the blood of Jesus Christ, and they will be healthy and strong, live a long life. No sickness can be in this church. You have to leave. I command you. No curses, no demons can be here in this house, in any family in this church. You have to go. We command you in the name of Yeshua Hamakshir, the mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, you are wonderful. You get all the glory, Lord, of what you have done for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The prayer team will pray for you. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. Oh, we believe that nothing is impossible. For nothing is Impossible to you form the world out of nothing. You formed it by your hand. Nothing is impossible. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so
thirsty.